Hey, welcome everybody to the Musical Movements podcast. Uh, I'm Ambo Magic. And I'm Mr. Mish. And you can catch us on youtube.com forward slash musical movements. I think that is the address. Or just search musical movements. We're also on Apple Podcasts and we're on Spotify Podcasts. So if you're listening to us, you can also watch us um, and see how pretty Mr. Vish looks. I love how the intro has become so chilled out now. <laughs> relaxed and, and you know. yeah well you know it's one of those ones I, w- I wanted to ask actually it's completely off topic but ambo magic where did that whole thing come about like, where's the name come from is it magic trick that you did back in the days and you flipped the coin and mom goes yep that's my ambo magic <laughs> you, know, you know what it's you know it's real it's just it's nothing as like as crazy as that or you know it's just it's a nickname that i just got given at uni it was just ambo ambo is a nickname and um and it just kind of stuck and then um, I just ended up putting magic on the end because I was like, it needs to be a cool DJ name. I don't know whether it's still cool or not. But uh, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, why, why not? You know what's was... funny? Look, my mom even calls you Ambo now. She doesn't know your real name. So when I put your <laughs> name down, I was like, she's like, who's that? I was like, that's Ambo. She's like, ah, oh, now I know. <laughs> two and two. Um, so today's podcast is about one of the most important topics. Um, you've got music and you've got food. Today is all about food. It is all about food. But before we get into it, yeah, can I just say that we are sat in one of the most iconic buildings in South London, um, and it's been turned into a venue. Uh, it's iconic because it's um, Bino's Record Store, it's, which once upon a time, um, it was Europe's largest secondhand record store. Uh, and it's just so, like so fitting for us as DJs and, and music people that we're sitting in a place that was full of records once upon a time. It's been around since the 70s um, and it's just, you know, it's got, it's just filled with nostalgia. Do you know, you said nostalgia, you know what's really nostalgic about this venue is this disco lights that you've got going around whilst we're talking. Oh mate, so, uh, totally. So yeah. I feel I feel like I'm in like a proper old school, like yeah. old school, old school like venue. That's like, it. That is exactly yeah. what it is. It's just but... got real charm. That's like, it. That's it. So, yeah. But... So, but yeah, let's dive straight into it. Food. Now, first of all, background music with food. What sort of music do you play when people are eating and, and why? why well, you... it, it, it depends. Um, if, if it's just my, if it's my, my like choice, if they just leave it down to me, then I'll just play um, sort of soft background music um, when it like, like something that's not too heavy. Maybe some R&B, maybe some old school Bollywood. Um, and mix it up and uh, maybe play like some tunes that people haven't heard uh, heard in a long time, just some throwbacks. And you can just see around the room that people are kind of just nodding their heads and sort of like, you know, you know, they, they, they get excited when they hear like an old school tune that they haven't heard in ages, which you wouldn't normally put into a, into a, um, a main like a uh, party set. Um, what about you? It's interesting to say that because for me, that build up whilst people are eating is one of the most important times. That's when I realise I look around the room and I read people. Um, so for the first, like, say, 15, 20 minutes during starters and stuff, I tend to play um, a combination of really light music, nothing with too too much bass. But it's more the second part where I start mixing and getting into the vibe of it. Where I start playing things with beat, a bit of R&B mixed with a bit of Bollywood. I start to see what the crowd around me is feeling and what they're not feeling. And then when they start dancing, I know exactly. It's a bit like, sort of like mind readers, pretty much. I know we touched on that previously um in a, one of the previous podcasts but we are sort of like mind readers because we're looking at people and going right you're into r&b and you're a bollywood man and you know you're looking around and you know exactly who's into what 
And yeah, it's, it's kind of really just, important. It's, it's kind of just testing your crowd and testing the people that are there to be like, okay, what do you like? I don't know you. I don't. I've never met you before. Um, and how can I figure out what kind of music and what kind of vibe you're into? And by doing that, that is basically giving you a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of an insight into what that what, what the crowd is feeling and what they're going to be what they're going to be like during the party. Yeah, because when when I'm eating personally, I like to listen to music and and I don't like to talk. <laughs> one of my things is, is food and music, and you're listening and you you eating and you if you're talking at the same time, you, you're spraying. So, <laughs> so it's it's food and music. So people are actually engrossed in what you're playing at that time and moment. So it's really important acoustics, covers of tracks, songs that people haven't heard before. Test it out and get a feel of what the crowd's into. Um, but even food wise, like. Um, as as a DJ, firstly, what do you eat? Like, I know, I know. Obviously, you get into the venue for like three o'clock, set up for six o'clock. You're there, pretty much nine hours almost. What are you eating, and how how are you eating? how are you pacing out your food? Well, the, well, here's here's my thing, right? Is that I, I, if I know I'm like not, getting, I, I don't ever expect to be fed. Uh, sometimes you're like you, you your client. Uh, well, they, they'll say beforehand. Oh, you know. Have you got any food requirements? Blah, you know, blah blah blah. But if um, they're, they're normally like, okay, you know, it's fine, or or you might already have a relationship with the uh, caterer who's there, and you know what they what how they work, and they'll sort out food for the suppliers, or there'll be a suppliers table. Um, but personally, I don't I don't expect it because I'm just like, you know, what, it's fine. Um, I've got a job to do at the end of the day, and uh, I'll normally like have something with me. I'll have a little Tupperware for like later if I need to like if I need to eat something later. I know Shrey was saying in the in the previous podcast that um, that it was just go and, go and get a dirty kebab afterwards. Like, um, but obviously that's if you don't have any, have have any time. Um, and but but like I I just I like to kind of pace myself. Um, I don't when it comes to the thick of the season, I try not to eat too much wedding food um, because it's. Just trying to be a bit healthy, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's difficult because the food we know one, the food is great. Yeah, not not ninety nine percent of the time, the food's great. Generally, I'll just, I generally speaking, I'll, I'll just have starters um, because by that point, you've after that point, you've got lots to do with speeches and uh, first dances and and getting into the party. Basically, you're not going to have enough time to have a full on three course meal. You know, um, so again, it's just more of that that not having the expectation of having food um, unless it's been something that's been pre-planned or, uh, or clients already told you about it. How about yourself? It's interesting to say that because for me, starters, again, I don't, I don't go for mains. Rice, I tend to avoid. And um, anything that makes you sleepy, I completely keep away from. But starters is fine because you're picking at it and it's, it's little bits and bobs. I can't eat too much. And then when I get home at night, I spoke to Shrey about this as well earlier on, um, but I tend to pick out at three in the morning <laughs> Which isn't great. Sometimes I do that, and well, normally I do that, and um, and yeah, that's that's wedding season, really. Um, it's crazy because, like, you know that you you've got sometimes you you'll have you'll have a weekend where it's like you'll have a wedding on you know Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's back to back, and you you know you're having that same similar kind of food, and it's just not sustainable. Like you 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 just okay if you if you got a wedding once in a while, it's fine, but. You know, when it's back to back, it's just like you're 
your body tells you that you you know it's just too much salt or it's too much oil and it's like you know it's it's great food i love it there and then and then afterwards you're like oh i feel really like really bad <laughs> like, yeah it's all churning up inside yeah of you. but but before a gig like, i know both of us were on radio previously and um and during radio like it's a long day you're doing a three-hour set and before that you're you're prepping and stuff what do you eat before going on a show or even before a gig even like dj gig what would you eat before i do you know i'd normally tend to have something that's gonna be substantial and um it's gonna be it's gonna have a bit of sustenance a bit of protein protein and carbs basically just like a proper like a good protein carbs meal not not like not having a packet of crisps do, do you find the issue sorry my before before a wedding or before i'm doing an event event um i always got a mum saying to me do you want some like goji food she always asked me at that particular time <laughs> do you have that do you have that issue that you get asked for the wrong type of food at that sort of time oh mate do you know so i stick with sandwiches myself but, but i'll be honest with you yeah if it's something like you know other than pat or something right yeah mate i'm there i'm there i'm all over that <laughs> yeah i think it's hard to say but no to goji food but at the same time um before a gig you want to keep it all stable like for me yeah. sandwiches are a winner like, yeah you, you have a sandwich oh would you put your sandwich it's it's normally just something simple like cheese and pickle like really simple i'm not a pickle kind of like, guy yeah, yeah i don't i don't like i'm not i'm not about the branston's life man yeah <laughs> pickle pack of crisps and that's it i'm ready to go for the rest okay, of the day. Chris, really you think that's enough to get you or it'll be eggs boil eggs and, yeah. toast and that's it it's really simple yeah. um even teas and, and coffees mm. i'll tend to avoid in the morning unless i really really have to mm. um but yeah that's that's, that's I, 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 I feel like that's not enough for me i need like a, i need a proper proper meal because i know that the next time i eat i say if say say for example okay um i'm getting ready for a gig it might be say 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 it's just uh just a reception i'm not doing the morning part so need to get there by like say three four in the afternoon i'll make sure that i've eaten by about two two o'clock ish i'll make sure i have i've had a, a, like a proper good lunch with um with a good 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 um nutritional values in it um and that makes me sound like a real like you know like that makes me i know that saying makes me sound real douchey or whatever like to say okay i've got to look at my, my macros and whatever but i i, I kind of know about it and i've used to train a lot more than i do right now because i'm you know just I'm, like, it's, i'm just gonna put this like this just so you can't see like <laughs> do, you, do you know what's funny though like um you mentioned that but my, i've got i've got one of these smart watches on um and normally when i'm at home i'm chilling it never congratulates me the moment i start setting up packing down or even when i'm um when i'm moving from a to b to a venue it says great keep up the good work because <laughs> the amount of calories we burn just setting up running around venues is insane we, we burn a lot so we have to eat so that, going back to the end of the night thing we've got to fuel up and, and um yeah i mean it's difficult calories. because like, sometimes because okay like say you've eaten at two three o'clock in the afternoon you've gone to the gig you've, well, you've gone to your unit loaded up gone to the gig set up had a bit of stop as around say 7 38 o'clock um and then you then from that point onwards you're not really eating until after the gig's done so the gig's done by midnight you've packed down you're out by half twelve at no, one o'clock whatever um and then you're you might you, you'll be on your way back and then you'll be in a like two o'clock one thirty two o'clock yeah. three o'clock whatever depending on how far you are from home um and that's like you know that's a good seven eight hours like before you can get another meal in 
Right. Another another that big question is really um, canapes starters. Where do you stand with all that? Do you, do you prefer to mix up the canapes and starters together so you have more time in the evening? Um, tracking back to uh, as a client, as if you were it was your wedding. Would you prefer to combine the both? Or? Well, I have that situation right now because I'm, I'm I've got my wedding in, um, in August. So um, what we're doing is we're um, we're we're not doing starters, so we're having canapes instead instead of starters, and I think that's probably a better way to go because um, we talk about the small amount of time that we have during a reception um, and be able to kind of kind of get as much party time as we can in. So how what can we kind of not sacrifice but what can can we cut back on um in order to give us more time to party because we're saying okay sometimes you might get 90 minutes of partying sometimes you might get two hours might, might you might get two and a half uh, how can we maximize that and bring that up to that that upper level and that's why we're like okay well we'll just do canapes and then everyone sits down entrance blah 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 and then do main straight away yeah and and then just get into it but it depends also on if you've fed people before like if, if they say say you had a had a ceremony the same day you may have had a lunch like during the ceremony then you might have a small gap then people might not need to eat as much no. i mean same as you i was to i used to be totally against um having starters and, and I, I preferred canapes from a dj perspective i was like right. great we've got more evening more time to dance, more time on the dance floor with my crowd. But um, going through my own wedding situation, I started to realise, hang on a minute, um, I've got elderly people that need to sit down and eat. How do you combat that issue? If, if you've got canapes, floating canapes, it's great for young people, but older people need to sit down and eat. Well, so well, wherever you're having your canapes, so say, for example, you're having your canapes in a, um, in a, sta- in like a standing sort of area, and, and if you know you've got elderly people, I think the best way to combat it is you have uh, a few tables, seated tables, or even like sofas, um, where it's a bit more kind of informal. And, and you, you basically reserve those for the elders to be sitting down and have the canapes as a starter there. I think that could be a way around it. Um, I'm not too sure, but that's just an idea that popped in my head right now. Um, yeah, but like if you were going to have starters as they are, then yeah, obviously everyone's going to be sitting down. Yeah. Um, and then if you were to have starters, then would you have canapes? Would you just sack off the canapes and only have starters? Yeah, I would just, I would just either have one or one or the other really. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't have both combined. Otherwise, then you've got too much time on food. And then also, you're also what you're finding is that people are getting stuffed up. They're filling up on the canapes and, the, and starters, and they're not they're not going in for the mains. And you got a lot of leftover mains. At the end of the day, like, food is like one of the biggest costs. Yeah. And you and I both know, we've talked about this, that you know, we did not know how much food costs, man. Yeah. Like the caterers, like the, the cost is like it can go upwards like quite 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 quickly. And it's just you, you've got a if if you're if fine if you've got plenty of budget for it, but if you're trying to control that budget you got to think about, okay, whether to have these things or not. And then think about it logistically as well. Yeah, everything centralises around food. Your itinerary essentially centralises around the food. So the time that you do your main course will determine how much dancing time you have. 
when you have your main course, when you have your starters, it all determines everything. But one one of the most important things that I, I look at as well is desserts. Now, <laughs> I don't know how many weddings you've done where the caterers come up to you and say, can you announce desserts after the first dance? Now, you just got people on. You've, you've gone through the task of getting people on the dance floor. The last thing you want to do is announce, ladies and gents, please take your seats. Desserts is now being served. You don't want to do that because as a DJ, your job is to keep people on the floor and for the photographer, videographer. How do you combat that? How do you sort of... Do you know what? Do you uh, do honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't think there's any way of combating it. The only way of combating it is basically saying, no, don't do that. Yeah. To the client, to, to, you say to the client beforehand, mm-hmm. just say, look, once you've got people on the dance floor, you do not want to break that dance floor. And this is, there's, there's, um, there's an old-fashioned kind of um, like night... I don't know, I don't know if it's 80s or 90s or something that um, you'd have one session of dancing and then you'd have mains. I said, have starters and then a session of dancing and then mains and then carry on dancing. I'm like, yeah, but you're breaking everything up. It's like, it's just too like fragmented almost. And it's like, what's the point in doing that? You're like, it's just, it's, it's, you'd rather just get all of the food stuff done, get all the formalities done and then, and then get, get the party going like that. Um, I, I mean, What's your, what's your view on that? What do you think? Like, So, I mean, it works for certain events. Um, if you haven't got speeches, performances and that sort of stuff, it, it, can, it, can, it can work, you know, um, having that dancing in between. And then the second round of dancing, I would say um, you could do, you, you could have like a group photograph, which I tend to do quite a lot. So you get people on the floor, get a picture taken, and that's it, kick off the dance floor again. So it's like you pick up where you left off. And the first segment of dancing which is the first one hour or so i tend to sort of test the waters and by that point of the second session of dancing i know exactly what the crowd is into so it kind of helps me a little bit but i don't i don't tend to recommend it i prefer as a dj i prefer it to flow but um going back to desserts again it sounds like I hate, hungry, it you? sounds like i'm hungry first of all <laughs> secondly that i hate desserts but how can you I hate don't, desserts? I, I don't i don't hate desserts but i hate well i don't hate but um, it's more the element of asking people to sit down and have the desserts after the dance has started. Once, once the floor is open, I want people on that floor. Um, but my next question to you is that cake cutting or cakes generally, do you need the cake? Would you rather have um, something else instead of a cake? So I've had previous events where they've had pizza, a pizza, um, three-tier pizza thing, <laughs> pizza stand. And what they do, end of the night, night finishes, People are hungry, obviously, starving at midnight. They um, they then get that warmed up by the caterers and they're serving that at the end of the night rather than cake. That sounds like a great idea, to be so, fair. So would you, would you rather do something like that? Is cake outdated? Or would you I don't say... think so. I gen- genuinely, I don't think cake's outdated because cake is a, it's a celebration thing. It's, it's you, you know, at a birthday, generally you'll have cake, you know, whether it's like some, like whether it's a wedding anniversary, you know, you you got cake. It's like it's it's just a universally known celebration thing that that is there. But would you break that mold? Like you've had desserts, they're serving you desserts already, and then you're having cake on top of that, and and they're serving coffee and tea. Okay, so some people, what some people do is they won't have like a traditional cake. They might have a a small tea cake to cut, and then they'll have cupcake. To hand out and that's like a really like nice kind of modern way of doing it or you have donuts 
or like I, I went to a wedding recently and they had a donut wall. They're literally like Krispy Kreme donuts, like obviously original glazed, only original glazed, nothing else. <laughs> and, and can I just go back to her, go back a couple of steps because you, Mr. Vish, says he doesn't like desserts. No, I do. I do like desserts. Don't get me wrong, but it's I, I don't like what it does to people when 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 they're asking us to announce it. Do you know? What, after you, the first you, you know, what, it sounds like you're like you're you like. Don't. I don't know what it does to people because like you know, like people get drunk, like you know, they people getting yeah. like mash up off cakes. Look, like. I, like, I like my crowd to be on the dance floor for the first yeah. forty five minutes to an hour. I'm working hard to get people on that floor. I want them to be packing out the dance floor. I want the photographer, videographer to get them shots in the most important shots because they're going to leave in about an hour's time. I want them really important shots. So would you say then that dessert is better off having it straight off the mains? I would say so. Sat down. I would say, but, but also that's, that's the catch-22 because you might not have the time in your itinerary because if, if, if after mains it's 9pm and you've got the venue to 11.30 or 12, you've got two and a half, three hours of dancing, that will fly. Desserts, if it goes on for 30, 40 minutes and then you open the dance floor, because they've all got to be served as well. The desserts have all got to be served. Yeah. So sometimes it's better. What I've seen also um, is where they've had wed just wedding cake as the dessert. And that's just, just been set up on a side table. And anybody can just go and grab it whenever they want like that. With And it's normally served like with, they normally have like just coffees and teas going on at the same time there. That tends to work as well because people can see. And it's normally in a place where people can see it like buy a photo booth or like you know buy something like that where people know that it's there it's in their in, in their line of sight again it sounds like i'm anti-desserts but i'm not i really love desserts but um <laughs> why not have like a i don't know a sweet cocktail or a mocktail being served on the dance floor so do a quick announcement so ladies and gents the bar staff are coming around with special mocktails or cocktails mm. wedding cake cocktails but you know what that is a wicked idea to be fair like look, look looking at it completely differently can and um, thinking about it, I did a wedding some time back as well that they didn't have cake, they didn't have desserts. It was this completely alternative wedding reception, fully standing. It was in a club in central London. Um, and um, it was just a full-on rave. Yeah? They had a pizza truck out the back, um, just making fresh pizzas like on the go. And then their dessert was um, alcoholic ice lollies. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It was really good. Really, really good Good crap. Obviously, it was in the summer as well. So, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with having, you know, ice lollies or whatever. But Even the food truck idea, after the wedding, wedding's over, wedding reception party's over, people are starving at midnight. Um, mm. We surely are starving after our gigs anyway. Um, it's a good idea to have a, a, a party truck outside or, or, I don't know, hot dog or something. Well, in fact, you say that, right? Again, like I did, I, I went to an, where I was attending um, a wedding um, recently. It was actually one of my other half's um, uh, friend's wedding. And they, it was an English wedding. So they're very, very different in terms of how this setup is. So it was uh, the civil in the morning. And then a, um, it was uh, it like, a, like a wedding breakfast. Um, but the wedding breakfast was like, was like a five-course meal. Yeah, like it was, and it went on for a, for, for a good like three hours or something, and then by that point it was like five six o'clock, and and then the party started straight into the reception, and obviously everyone's still hungry, so they'd got a um a crepe truck, yeah, so they were doing sweet and savoury crepes outside, and it was actually really nice, like really cool, like something completely different, something that I'd not seen before. It was actually at Northbrook Park, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I never understand why they call it a wedding breakfast though. Like it's I not you, mate, a no breakfast. Idea. It's the first thing you eat in the morning. Yeah, but I think it's a wedding breakfast because it's like it's the first thing you eat after getting married. I, th- I think that I don't know if you guys understand what this means. Please drop it in the comments down there somewhere. Yeah, because I don't know about you, but my wedding breakfast is samosa and tea in the morning. Or, <laughs> or something, something that you have at like nine, ten in the morning. Oh mate, no, mate, mate, it's all about mutton kachori. Kachori. I'm, like, uh, I'm all about the mutton kachori. Like. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so something that you have in the morning. So I never get why they have a wedding breakfast in the afternoon. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Basically, in 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 um, like when you have breakfast at a wedding. Have you been to a wedding where you, 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 have, you have breakfast? And, but the breakfast is basically jalebi gatia um, and a bit of sampar. Yeah. Um, and like, we're talking about Gujarati weddings here, right? Because I don't know whether that happens at Punjabi weddings as well. Actually, no, I've been to a couple of Punjabi weddings where they've had like, it's like chai um, and like just nasto and stuff, that's right? It. They do have that sort yeah. of stuff. But you, even, you've, you've got all that to come. That's it, exactly. All of that's to come. <laughs> but, but even like, even... To the point of lining your stomach before before a reception party is like stuff like pani puri um golgappe if you call it that um is that a good good type of food to have um to line up your stomachs before you bite to session or before you bite to party i don't know i mean like oh mate i love that mate have you ever had the um have you had the, the vodka pani puri shots yeah, this, I don't drink vodka anymore, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> bad experience. Yeah, bad experience. Uh, we'll go into that another podcast, hopefully. But uh, oh, do you know they're they're yeah they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I've had it. I tried it once with the caterer. It wasn't vodka. It was some other drink they put in there, and um, it just tasted the same as bunny. I was like, this is dangerous. This is so dangerous because you're eating it as if it's bunny body. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's 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 potent. You can't taste it. You can't. But yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. What's what's like the what's the um. What's like the craziest thing you've ever had at a wedding? Like, Ooh. or the craziest or coolest or more fun, like, but interesting food that you've had at a wedding? Interesting food concept, you mean? Yeah, yep. or um, just concept or in whatever, like a particular type of food. Okay, interesting. Um, I've, I've, um, I've seen, I've seen this, um, that prawn on sticks. Okay. They drizzle it with the masala and then they put it, um, they, they basically put like a, a bun and they, they, they served it with spreaded hummus and stuff in there. And it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a combination that you normally have. So um, the, the concept is you just have the prawn, you take a bite of the bun, and you take a sip of this drink. I don't know what was in the drink, by the way. I've got no idea what mm. was in that. But it was apparently something that you got to do in that order. And somehow it tasted amazing. Basically, like, do it, like doing um, like tequila shots. It's like doing tequila shot, basically. <laughs> it's really, it really weird. I was like, what do, what, what's the purpose behind this? He goes, the, the caterer goes, oh, it tastes great, apparently. So um, <laughs> it kind of kicked off after that. Wait, do you know what? I, I remember having um, Oreo donuts wow. at a wedding. That fresh. Like they were the, the caterer was like was frying them, like literally you get an Oreo, dip it in the batter, straight into the oil, and then literally just fresh. Oh my god. I just I have dreams about this stuff. It's like oh it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about sugars and desserts, um, cake cutting. Now cake cutting music. What cake what music. is your um what is your go to? What's your recommendation? Um, generally, something that's upbeat, something like um, like a, a Coldplay. Um, uh, what's the called? What's the tune called again? Sky full of stars. Sky full of stars. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I tend to like that's quite a nice uplifting kind of tune to play. Um, anything that's like quite uplifting. Um, Sigma, give me love. I think give me a love. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, like so, something that's um, just happy. 
and um, and picks picks things up. You know, like you could always go with something real bait, like Cake by the Ocean. It works really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it depends on the couple. You always give them the option. Um, and um, you know, we have podcasts as well. Sorry, podcast playlists on Spotify uh, where you can go and check out some of our suggestions for things like for things like cake cuts. Um, entrance songs first dances so uh so go check them out as well yeah i've always loved um chris brown forever and, and even classic r&b tracks i find they work really well so um yeah not so mix a lot no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that but but also if you think too much into the lyrics sometimes it's not not great either but a classic track that you and um you as a couple can relate back to so i think that's... i think that i think i think that that uh that is really really just across the across the board yeah is really important anyway just like when people ask you for our oh, suggestions on first dance and wedding entrance songs we can give you as, as many suggestions as you want and as much inspiration as you want for for what what it is but you gotta pick something that means something to you as a couple um not just something random basically and please don't don't do like um you know perfect by ed, ed sheeran <laughs> as a first dance because it's so over the <laughs> we love Ed Sheeran. Don't get me wrong. It's great. He's got great music, but it's just so and and the same thing with like same thing with John Legend. All of me, please, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got to say, all his food talks made me hungry. But um, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. I think it does. I think it does. It's been a good one today, talking about food um, and musical choices to do with food, and it's been really fun today as well. Uh, and on that note, we've got to go find a food place in Croydon and and take Shrey out as well. He's, He's, eagle, wait, he's eagle, waiting for he's us. Eagerly he's eagerly like, waiting. He's like, his, his stomach's eating into itself. So I think, uh, I think we need to go do that. So this has been great. Um, this has been the Musical Movements podcast. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Hit that like button. And uh, hit us up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because we're on there as well. And if you are listening to us on one of those and you want to go and you want to come and see what we look like, not just our voices, hit us up on YouTube as well. And we'll catch you again in the next one. I'm Ambo Magic. Mr. Bish. We're out. Peace.